It's 14 past seven. Now, next week is Arbor Week. So it's a global annual awareness that shines a light on the many indigenous trees around the world, but specifically in South Africa, where we have over 2,000 indigenous tree species. So we thought we'd find out a little bit around that. And essentially, if we're looking at tree species, how do we look at the pollinators, the bees? What is it that they have to do in order to uh, make sure that our trees survive? On the line with us, we have Mike Alsop, African honeybee expert and senior researcher at the Agricultural Research Council. Mike, thank you so much for joining us. Good morning, Michelle. What is the difference between a honeybee and an African honeybee and an African bee? Um, there are honeybees. Honeybees, as we know them uh, globally, it's a single species, Apis mellifera. There are varieties around uh, uh, all over Europe and Africa. There are um, uh, around about 25 different subspecies. Um, African honeybees is the unfortunately named one subspecies out of 13 from Africa. And that's the common, the common honeybee that's found in most of South Africa. Um, its species, its species name is Apis mellifera scutellata. And then in the Cape, we have another, uh, ver- uh, variant, which is the Cape honeybee. Okay. So when we plant trees, Obviously, we want to plant indigenous trees. We want to plant flowers, which would then support the African honeybee. And certainly if you're in the Cape, the Cape honeybee, just to ensure that they have the right uh, food and nourishment. What would those plants be? Um, Of course, plants, wherever you're going to plant them, are very much dependent on where you are in the country. So up in the Lofeld compared to the Western Cape, you're planting very different things. Um, I, I would differ a little bit in terms of saying we should restrict ourselves only to, to indigenous trees. We should plant indigenous wherever possible. But yeah. uh, the, the, the sort of bouquet of, of forage that we need is uh, we require exotic uh, plants as well, both trees and, and uh, other plants. Um, but uh, as far as possible, we should plant uh, indigenous trees in different parts of the country, in the drier parts of the country, things like any of the acacias, the sweet thorns, uh, sweet thorn acacia or black thorn, uh, the, the ris, which is Korea, um, uh, other places, you know, waterberries, uh, wild pear, dombea. Yeah. There, there's a, a vast array of different uh, trees that you can plant. Um, that are, are um, that provide nectar and pollen for not only honeybees but also all all other pollinators. You know, Mike, um, I recently read an article about how human beings could learn from the kind of team building processes that uh, if we look at ants and how ants operate and also how bees operate. I wonder if you could maybe just uh, give us a few insights into how they work as a community. Um, honeybees are a very effective uh, community. They are driven um, by uh, um, sustaining the colony and driven by reproduction, as by as as everything else is to um, you know successfully build up a colony and then reproduce. Uh, they are you know the sort of community. Um, uh, 
issue of honeybees being this this uh, perfectly organized, um, uh, concerted or, or, um, uh, society that everyone works in the same uh, direction is perhaps a, a bit of a fallacy. Yeah. Um, there's been a book written by Robin Crew and uh, 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 Robin Moritz recently called The Dark Side of the Hive, <laughs> which really which really looks at how honeybees are very individualistic in terms of their own uh, their their own objectives as well but uh you, you know this the, the the general view of uh, the the, uh, the industry of of honeybee colonies and how they are this perfect society has endured for Hundreds of years. I'm not so sure that it's that Completely we true. really want to strive to be a society that's controlled by a single individual, the queen. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm not so sure that is exactly what we are looking for. I, I like this idea. Um, we don't have much time, but I like this idea of the dark side of the hive. It sounds like yeah. some kind of animation story or something. What is yeah. the dark side? The dark side of the hive. Yeah. The dark side of the honeybee col- of the honeybee colony is that they are completely unsentimental in in any in, in any manner. When uh, they are controlled by the queen, there is a con- constant and continual battle for control between the queens and the workers. Um, basically, a pheromonal chemical battle. Yeah. Uh, the the queen, whenever uh, so, she directs actions in the colony in terms of how, uh, who forages and what for what forage is collected, what reproduction is happening. But the mo- the moment a queen is um, shows the first signs of fallibility, they will get rid of her and rear a new queen. Um, they produce males to to mate with other virgin queens at the right time of the year, but the the, the moment the males drones are are no longer um, profitable for them, they will just evict them from the colony and leave them outside to die. So so honeybees are are, are just like all other animals, quite um, ruthless in terms of. Um, uh, <laughs> promoting their best survival, putting their best foot forward, so to speak. Their little best, uh, what? Yeah, their <laughs> the dark side of the heart. And you know, they will compete vigorously with with everything else. Honeybees vigorously compete with other honeybee colonies and with all other pollinators, as uh, you know, for forage resources. And that, that, that's part of the concern these days that many people have is that. Because of our global dependence on honeybees, and yeah. we need them so, uh, so critically for Absolutely. food security to pollinate all our crop production, that we are increasing the number of honeybee colonies in the world all the time. Uh, and not, they're competing against all each the other. Dire reports that one sees about honeybees going extinct. There are yeah. actually more honeybees now than there've ever been. But those honeybee num- as those honeybee numbers increase, we're actually putting increasing pressure on other pollinators, on other bees and other insects, and we have to, uh, which are uh, you know crucially important in biodiversity, etc. So we always have to be concerned about that balance. Mike Alsop, African honeybee expert and senior researcher at the Agricultural Research Council. I'm interested to read that book, The Dark Side of the Hive.